presented by the Cornerstone of Grace. We're located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona, California. Sunday praise and worship begins at 9 a.m. Wednesday Bible study 7 p.m. We believe the Bible is the word of God. Therefore, we're faithful, we're bold, and we believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. Listen, I want to thank you again and, and want to invite you, if you're looking for a church home growth ministry, want to invite you to join us, be blessed with us as we travel through the word of God. There is no better place to be than the word of God. At this time, we want to go before the Lord in a word of prayer. Certainly, we thank God for these 365 days that he has given us. He's given us time to get it right. And so certainly we thank and praise God. And so let's stand wherever you are, if you can, if you're driving, you know, don't expect you to to stand if you're at work, you know. Uh, But let's go before the Lord in a word of prayer. Bless you, Lord Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, for your goodness and grace. We thank you for an opportunity to seek you while you can be found. We thank you, Lord God, for your kindness, your mercy. You've been good to us. You blessed us. You blessed us to feel the joy. You have blessed us to feel the pain. You have blessed us, Lord God, to know what it's like to have the sunshine and the rain. Lord God, we honor you for your kindness. We honor you for your being mindful of us. We have not understood everything we don't claim to. But we have the assurance that you do. You understand everything that goes on and have transpired throughout the the time that you have given us to this this very moment, this 31st day of December. Holy Ghost, thank you, Lord God. You brought us up to this very hour. Ah, hey, glory. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lord God, your will, your word is undeniable truth. Lord God, we want to honor you and thank you for each soul that have tuned in throughout this year to hear your word. Those that have downloaded, those that have referred others, those, oh Lord God, that are interesting, interested in knowing and understanding your will. We thank you for each one, Lord. Thank you for the water that has been um, given to the seeds and thank you for the seeds that have been planted. Lord God, and thank you for the increase that you have given. Lord, the increase of souls, the increase of knowledge, the increase of understanding, the increase of nurturing a better, a stronger relationship with you. We thank you, Lord. Thank you for your kindness. Well, God, we just gather together here and far, Lord, in, in respective places to honor you with one as one people, one voice to give you glory. Lord, I pray and ask that you would bless those that are sick. They can't leave, Lord God, and, or maybe they're at work right now. But you know their, their mindset. You know their prayers. You know, Lord God, how they're seeking you. Those that are seeking to do your will. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Those that are seeking to have a better relationship. Lord God, thank you. I ask that you would bless them. Strengthen them, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, you said that if we trust in you with all our heart and lean not to our own understanding and that if in all our ways acknowledge you, You'll direct our path. Thank you for a sure word of confidence, a sure word of doing that we can do your will by acknowledging you. Lord God, that you would bless us uh, in our secular responsibility as well as within the church. Thank you. 
We honor you, Lord God, for your kindness. We honor you, Lord, for your mercy. Lord, we, we just want to acknowledge you for being sovereign in our lives. You're sovereign. You're God. There is no other God. None that is like you. And we're here to say thank you. We're here to bless your name, Savior. We're here to exalt you. Lord God, above everything, above every situation, above our own emotions, things, thoughts that cross our minds from time to time. Lord God, we pray that your word would have a preeminence. We give you glory and honor. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Bless you, Lord God. At this time, we're going to have an opening scripture. And right after opening scripture, then we're going to hear. Uh, we want to, to just join in and to acknowledge God uh, through a song uh, by uh, Dottie Peoples that said he is an on-time God. And certainly he is an on-time God. And so we want to bless him. And then we're going to go into the word of God. Uh, I'm excited. We we have a lot going on today. We have communion uh, this morning as well as uh, baptism uh, this morning. And so uh, we're not pressed for time because we want the Lord's will to be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And there is a there is an excitement that's going on right now. I don't know if you know this. But but let me just help you out. The Bible says that that heaven, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels. When one person, one, one person turns their life around, there's rejoicing. So that means that there's a celebration going on in a place. And that place is here as well, because the Bible tells us that we uh, that where the praises go up, he inhabit the praises of his people. And so there is a, a noise that is to be made over one soul. But we ought to be so excited about the one soul. You know, and I'm not going to stay here. We have our opening scripture. But but, you know, I, I've heard churches where people say, well, I got a new car. And I, you know, and people want to want to get out, do their chicken steps and stuff like that. That's what I call it. You know, like they're in the barnyard. Uh, but what about when God works a miracle and somebody gets healed? For, or what about when that soul says, "I, I am, I'm going to stop. I'm made up in my mind that Jesus is the reason for the season of my life." What about that? Do we rejoice and go crazy over that? I, God does. All right, open the scripture. Psalms 100, make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye land. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is good. He is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pastures. Enter into its gates with thanksgiving, and unto its courts with praise. Be thankful unto him, and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endureth all to all generations. Acts 2, 46 and 47. And they continued daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily, such as should be saved. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. Get there. Amen. And so we thank God for him. We'll be back. Amen. But at this time, we're going to go into the word of God. As I said, we have time that whew, I don't even know if time is going to permit. And so, you know, we're going to go into the word of God and see what the Lord has to say. Let's see what the Lord has to say. Amen. We're certainly excited about what the Lord is doing. 
excited about what he is going to do. If you didn't know, God has his will. His word has already been written out about you. It's been written out about you. There's no coincidence, put it that way. There's no accident. I, I just accidentally stumbled upon this, you know, and decided to come. No, no. God had it written out already. And you just didn't know it because you hadn't read it. But now it's been revealed to you that it was God's will. It was his plan. And so we're going to go into the word of God on this uh, this last day of December. As you know, uh, you know, we were driving in the church and, and looked to see that already in uh, other parts of the world, Hong Kong, it's already a.m. They, they've already gone through their Western culture, New Year celebration. You know, everyone doesn't practice everything that the West does. And the West is not the leader of the world. We might be dominating in certain technologies and certain historical events. But I want to remind you that everything started in the East. It didn't start in the West. There was no America. There was no Anglo-Saxons that came over um, and stole the land, you know, um, as we're reading the history of, of the Bible, his story. As we read his story, there were no Anglo-Saxons that traveled over across the sea that we are aware of and took the land from people that was already occupying it. We read about that later in the history, uh, the distorted history of our world and society and the picture that has been painted to us. But we're about truth. We are about the truth. And so I want to direct your attention this morning to the word of God. There's nothing more important than the word of God. There's nothing more important than his word. And so I solicit your undivided attention. And we're going to do a sobriety check here. Remember, I said we're doing sobriety checks. Because we are, uh, we are anticipating, and therefore, because we walk with expectations, because we're anticipating God do, then therefore, we must be prepared for whatever God wants to do next. And whatever he wants to do, he's going to reveal it to you. He's going to show it to you in dreams. He's going to show it to you in visions. He's going to speak it to you through your pastor. The Bible said, how can they hear and how can they hear without a preacher? So for those that say, well, I don't need to preacher, uh, that is a false doctrine. That is a lie. It's a lie. You need the Bible tell us that that he has always spoken through the prophets. And so but in these last days, he has spoken by his son. And that's in the scripture. However, that does not nullify or take away the necessity of the church. When the church, when the necessity of the church has been minimized, Many more souls are going to be lost. The Bible already said hell is enlarging itself. And therefore, you need to understand and know these things. Well, let's go on into the word of God. And we're going to do a sobriety check here. The Bible tells us in Revelation, the second chapter and the uh, 12th verse. It says to the angel of the church in Pergamos, write these things, saith he which have the sharp sword with two edges. It says, I know thy works. God knows you. He know, understand those. He understands us. And you've not denied the faith. You know, sometimes we, oh, well, you know, I'm, 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 I'm apostolic. I'm Pentecostal. I, I'm, uh, you know, I practice Catholicism. I, I'm Methodist. I, I'm AME, African, you know, I'm Episcopal. Thou has not denied the faith. Now, none of those things or denominations that I mentioned, for those that say that denominations are not necessary, tear the corners off your money. If you have a $100 bill, tear the corner off of it. You have a $50, $20, tear the corner off of it. Scratch out the denomination and see if it's worth anything. A denomination means something, and there's only one denomination, and that is the apostles' doctrine. Uh, that's what apostolic means, apostles' doctrine, and it goes from Genesis to Revelation. It doesn't matter what, if it's not holiness, you're going to hell. That might seem a little harsh to say that, 
But the Bible said, without holiness, no man shall see the Lord. That's the scripture. So it's not anyone being harsh to say that, but you got to be holy. You got to be holy. That's what the Bible says. And we'll see that later. I know thy works and where thou dwellest, even where Satan's seat is, and thou holdest fast my name. And has not denied my faith, even in those days where in Antipas was my faithful martyr who was slain among you where Satan dwelleth. But I have a few things against you. So even with all of that, God still says, I have a few things against you. Well, Pastor, this, this isn't a message for before there to be the last day of the year, you should be prophesying and tell us what 2024 holds. Well, 2024 is not here yet. Let's just talk about today. Let's talk about the here and now. It's a sobriety check. Now, if you've ever driven, or maybe you at home and, and they're telling you that, you know, the CHP, the California Highway Patrol is going to be out, you know, whatever state you live in, Texas troopers, you know, wherever, they're going to be out and they're going to be doing sobriety checks. So in other words, they're telling you, don't, don't, don't bring your mess out here. Don't come out here drinking, you know, and, and thinking you're going to escape. Because if you get caught in that net, you're going to death. You're going to jail. You know, don't don't come out here talking about, well, I'm, I'm um, buzz driving. No, <laughs> no, there is either you are right or you're wrong. That's it. And it's the same with God. Either you're right or you're wrong. He said, but I have a few things against you. Because you have allowed them that hold the doctrine of Baal. And so for Bible students, you should be then trying to find out what is the doctrine of Baal? Who taught Balak to cast stumbling blocks before the children of Israel to eat sacrifice, a thing sacrificed unto idols and to commit fornication. So it gives you some insight, but you still need to find out more. And we'll be digging into this uh, throughout the year. So has thou also them that hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which thing I hate. So God has a, a ought against some things that people are doing. He, he has a problem with some things that people are doing, some decisions that people have made, some excuses. I, I heard somebody say the other day that if I did wrong, I, all I have to do is repent of it. They were making an excuse, but let me, but we'll talk a little bit more about that later on because you there is no repentance where there is no uh, conviction and there is no conviction where the goodness of God is not existing. People think because they say repent and use the word repentance that it means something. No, if you not godly sorrow, there is no repentance. The Bible said the goodness the goodness of God leads you to repentance. So for those that it said, you know what? I want to get right with God. That's his goodness drawing you. You have been, you have experienced and felt the goodness of God. That's what causes change in our lives. His goodness. So has thou also them that hold the doctrine. And, and so he said, repent. Else I will come unto thee quickly and fight against them with the sword of my mouth, the word. The sword of God's mouth is his word. And it says, he that have an ear, let him hear what the spirit says unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the hidden manna and, and I will give him a white stone. I'm excited because there's a white stone waiting for me. And in the stone, a new name written, which no man knoweth save in he that receive it. So there's something, there's a gift. God has a gift that is waiting for me. Now, I, I'm claiming that for myself. And I, I, I say it personally because you need to say the same thing personally to yourself. You need to understand that if you are living a sanctified life, that you are striving to, to, to present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, then there is a gift waiting for you. So at this time, just put your hand on your chest and pat your chest and say, there is a gift waiting for me. You need to know this, that for yourself, there's something God has a plan. He has a gift that is waiting for you. On this 31st day of December, 
many are looking for a special word, a prophetic word, a dynamic word. You're going to prosper in 2024. Listen, something that will excite their emotions without any personal attachment, responsibility, accountability. I just had a meeting the other day with the pastor with a pastor and, you know, talking about the fact that there is accountability. We need to understand that that we are responsible and accountable to one another so that we remain on the straight and narrow so that we remain in the path and on the place where God wants us to be at. So if something is not right or you feel something that's not right, you have someone that you can go to and say, hey, this is going on and I, I need to question it. You saints of God, you need to be able to, to, to talk to a minister or talk to someone when you don't think or when something seems strange in your church. You need to be able to go to someone that is that is going to hold that minister accountable to make sure that it is right. We are talking about your soul salvation. And, and so this morning, all I have, something very simple is the word of God. That's what I have. I have the word of God. Now, I believe this. If you can't, if you cannot trust the word of God, who can you trust? I know you're not going to put your confidence in a man. I know you're not going to put your confidence in someone that can't create anything. Everything that we create is artificial. Yeah, everything that we do is it, it, it begins to rust. It begins to melt. You put it next to fire, it's gonna melt. You put it next to uh, you know, it, it get chopped up. It, it, it smashes. It, it, everything is just temporal. It's a temporary thing. As we age and we become decrepit and everything, and we can't function properly, and you're gonna put your trust in a man. You put your trust in God. The Bible tells us uh, that that His Word, His Word. His word is so important. Listen to this. Now, this elder, when he was asked a question, Lord asked him a question. Said, are you going to leave me? Because so many people are leaving the church world, are leaving churches, staying at home, claiming the word of God. There, you claiming what the word of God does not say. God didn't erase anything. He didn't draw a red line through it and say that this no longer applies. You know that the, the book is antiquated. The Bible, we're living in the Bible days. These are the Bible days. You should not lose focus of that. We are living in the Bible days. We're inside these pages. We're inside these pages right now. We're living in these days. And so when he was asked the question, are, are you going to leave? Are you going to follow everybody else? Are you going to do what everybody else is doing? His response was, Lord, to whom shall we go? Thou has the words of eternal life. And we believe and are sure that thou art the Christ the son of the living God. The words you hear are the most important elements. It is the most important substance you will ever be exposed to. And that is the word of God. It's the word of God. It's the word of God. We consist. We exist. We are stable. Because of the word of God, Adam was a pile of dirt until God breathed in him and he became a living soul. The word of God is the breath of life and without it, you won't live. The words that I have and the other servants spoke this year, introduce some, encourage others, and confirm the belief. All because of the word of God. I love this particular passage of scripture, and I, I want to read this, but it says, that which was from the beginning. John, this is John, first John. That which was from the beginning, 
which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled the word of life. For the life was manifested and we have seen it and we bear witness and shown unto you that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifest unto us. That was John's testimony. Our testimony this morning is similar to that. If you have had any experience with God, if God has touched your life in any kind of way, Holy Ghost, if God has blessed you and you acknowledge the fact that God has blessed you and he's working wonders, He's opened up doors and avenues and, and have done things for you uh, from the time that he has revealed himself. Then you have a similar testimony that I have experienced God and I've come to know that God is real. So therefore, his word is trustworthy. The word of God is trustworthy and we should stand on the word of God. While others may denounce him you ought to stand on the word of God John said in the beginning was the word when nothing else existed the word existed and the word was with God the word ought to be your partner the word ought to be your best friend the word of God ought to be your companion the children of Israel the church in the wilderness was told to uh, to make sure that you tie the word around your neck. Make sure that you wear it on the inside and out. Make sure that you put it uh, in your homes. And when your children ask you about the word, you ought to be able to tell them that the word is trustworthy. That you ought to hold on to the word of God. Don't hold on to the lyrics of a rap song. Hold on to the lyrics of what God is saying. Because the rap, uh, the rap song after a while comes to an end. There, there's always something brand new that, that people are looking for. But the word of God remains the same. And it gets more powerful with each day in your life. It becomes more and more active. It becomes more and more powerful. Words themselves simulate the power of God, even in the negative those words soon become, look at the words that someone introduced you to and you find yourself in trouble. It had an influence, it had a power. Well, let's let the word of God influence us and be powerful in our life. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. You can't separate them. The same was in the beginning with God and all things were made by him and without him was not anything made that was made. Everything you see good and bad was created by God for the purpose of understanding what is right and what is wrong so that we comprehend the completeness of God. Not complexity, but the simpleness of God. That there is a right and there is a wrong to be identified. What is your choice? My choice is to do what's right. I've, I've experienced what's wrong and I'm sure that you have too. But now I want what is right and I want to maintain what is right. Because what is right places me in the presence of God. I'm not talking about self-righteousness. Because when you line up with the word of God, all everything else falls in order with the word. Psalms 138 and 2 says, I will worship toward the holy temple and I will praise thy name for thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above thy name. Many people are caught up on, on the, you should be caught up on the name. There's no other name under heaven whereby you must be saved. But his word is magnified above his name. Now, God is not going to change his word for nobody. For nobody. Lying spirits will make you think that something has been changed. Those are lying spirits. 
Now, lying spirits have a father. It's called Lucifer. His name is Lucifer, referred to as Satan, also referred to as the devil. Lying spirits. Lying spirits will make you think that it is that something has changed and, and, and God has a new meaning to the word. But his word remains the same yesterday and today and forevermore. If God changed his word, that means that people in hell, people in the lake of fire or people that's in hell that will be cast into the lake of fire. Have a way out. But there is no escape because God does not change his word. That means that every message that has been preached against sin, you have to reevaluate it. Just like if when the police, um, when a when a crooked police officer who, who swore to uphold the law, when they then take the evidence and contaminate the evidence on purpose or start stealing, then you got to go back and review all the cases. Because it's not right. Well, God's not like that. He's not corrupt. He's not corrupt. The Bible said that God's not a man that he should lie. He don't lie. So why do we call, we should not call God a liar by saying he's not going to do his will in my life? Well, you know, he, he'll, he, he'll do it. Uh, Pastor Carl, you just seem like you got it all together and I don't think God's going to do it for me. Don't stop call. Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. What he did for me, he will do for you. What he did for others, that's why the word of God is written so that we can see the his, his story of what he has done for others and how they responded. How they responded. Your response is key. Now the Bible talks about the, the children and the, the children of Israel. And that they did not believe God. Therefore, they did not receive the promise that God had made to them. And went to their, their children and went to a whole different generation of people. So, wait a minute. You need to understand that. Wait, hold it, hold it, wait a minute. Pastor, so you're saying they didn't believe the word of God? And that frustrated God that made him upset. He was not pleased with them. And they did not receive the blessings of the Lord. Yes, that's what I'm saying. So then you should be saying in your mind that, wow, they did that. And those were the reactions. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that because they lost out. I'm not trying to lose out on what God has for me. Neither should you. So the word of God is esteemed highly above his name. I want you to understand something, church. Those that are listening, the name of Jesus is temporary. Yes, stay with us, stay with us, and, and, and you'll see. But the name of Jesus is temporary. The name of Jesus is given us of salvation. So let me be clear about this. The name is for a season. The season that we're in right now. We're in a season. Right now. We're in a season. It's called the dispensation of grace. It's called the dispensation of grace. That's where we are. And so as we are in the dispensation of grace, that season is going to come to an end. And then there is another season. I'm referring to a season that the church will be ushered into. We should not all sleep. Everybody that is asleep is going to rise again. Bible said at the trump of God uh, that, that the dead in Christ shall rise first, then we which are alive shall be caught up to meet him in the air. And so we shall ever be with the Lord. So when we are ushered into that season, when we are ushered into that everlasting, listen, the Bible said, so she shall bring forth the son and thou shalt call his name Jesus. For he shall save his people from their sin. The name of Jesus is for salvation. Not Mary. When you read in the, in the Bible, Mary was in the upper room praying and seeking God and was filled with the Holy Ghost too. She never had, up to that time, she did not have the Holy Ghost. Whereas her cousin Elizabeth did. 
Because when the greeting in the sixth month, when Mary went to visit Elizabeth, and when she greeted her, uh, she's now pregnant with, with the word of God. She was impregnated by the word of God. Who is Jesus' father? Somebody should know that. Huh? The Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost. And that's the scripture. That's what the Bible says. So now you're going to have to go back and look again and see who, who, who Jesus' father is because that's what the Bible says. Well, he's, his, Jesus' father is God. Well, the Bible said that it's the Holy Ghost. All right, listen, listen. All right, I'm not going to stay there with that. But I want you to get a glass of water, drop some ice in it. I want you to add some heat to it, watch it evaporate. It's still all H2O. Listen. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save the people from their sin. Now all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken. The word of God spoke this by the prophets, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Emmanuel, being interpreted is God with us. The word of God is, is for the Bible days, as some would say. And we are in those days, as I said, explained already. The purpose of this dispensation then and now places us under specific rules of God and conduct. Specific rules and conduct. During this dispensation, there is a stewardship, a, a, and it is contrary to what some believe. It is a condition for salvation. It is a condition for salvation. Someone says that, that there's no condition for salvation. Just believe that Jesus is, and you shall be saved. That is not what the Bible says. The Bible says he that believeth and is. So there's action after the, the confession of belief. You can believe all day long, but the Bible says that Satan believes and trembles. So the devil believes in God. You can believe in God. That don't mean you're going to be saved. Not without actions. You got to take some actions to be sat to, to satisfy what God is saying. Someone said, well, baptism is not necessary. Well, they're going off of what Paul said. And, but they didn't they didn't tell you everything because Paul did baptize when Paul came across those that did not have the Holy Ghost. He said, have you received since you believed? And said, we didn't even know anything about what you're talking about. And he said, he said that that they were told to believe that there's someone that there's someone greater that's going to come. And, and so as he exhorted the word of God, those people was baptized in the name of Jesus. You can't say Paul didn't baptize. He did. He did. They're not telling you everything. They're telling you what they want you to hear. To, to hold on. Listen, if your soul, if you're going to be saved, you got to do it God's way. And the only way to do it God's way is to understand his word, which means you got to sit down and spend some time with God. You got to go to church, ask questions, pastor. Minister, elders, all these people walking around with licenses and deacons and all this. You need to ask them questions. Because they should be studying the word of God without excuse. They should understand what God is saying. And when they ask the question and they don't have an answer, they should say, well, let me get back with you on that. I'm going to go look it up and I'll get back with you with an answer. And then they got to do their research. That is God's divine will. And you'll find it in Ephesians. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, uh, some teachers for the perfecting of the saints till we all come into the, the same statue of the man, Christ Jesus. So it's a requirement. It's a requirement. Should nobody be upset because you asked them a question from the scripture? It don't mean that everybody know everything, but they better find out some things. To give an answer for the soul that is hungry and thirsty. Because God said, if you hunger and thirst for righteousness, you shall be filled. And if they're not willing to cook in the kitchen, you need to go to another restaurant. If they're not willing to supply what is needed to feed your soul, 
you need to go to where the supplies are being met, where they're being stored, where there's fruit, where there's where there's food, where there's substance. Leviticus 11, 44 and 45 says, for I am the Lord your God. Ye shall therefore sanctify yourselves. What are we going to do? Sanctify ourselves, which means we're going to separate ourselves from those things that are not of God. It is not our decision to say what is and what is not of God. Look at the word of God to identify what is right and what is wrong. For I am the Lord your God. You shall therefore uh, sanctify yourselves and you shall be holy for I am holy. God said, be like me. Be like me. Neither shall you defile yourselves with any manner of creepy thing that creepeth upon the earth. For I am the Lord that bringeth you up out of Egypt. I've separated you from the contaminants of the world to be your God. I want to be your God. That's what he's saying. I'm your God. I'm your God. You need to understand and know that there is no other sovereign God over you. He is sovereign. He has all power and authority over everything you see and what you don't see. First Peter 1 and 16, because it is written, it's been written. Therefore, it is law in the eyes of God. Be ye holy for I'm holy. It should also be law in our eyes. Our conduct as becoming saints of God. Transform, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. What renews your mind? The word of God. Well, pastor, I was feeling a certain way. Well, you know what? And then when you get in the word of God, you get in the presence of God. Notice how that feeling a certain way changes. Everybody feels a certain way sometimes. Everybody has mixed emotions sometimes. David said that, that I looked around and I saw what was going on. I was like, man, look at what's happening with, with other folks. And here I am going to church and I'm not I, I'm starting to feel a certain way because I'm not experiencing what some of the things that I want to experience in life. David said my foot almost slipped. My foot almost slipped. I almost I, I started to get beside myself. But then when I got to church and I looked around and I began to think about their end and I began to think about things, then then the concept and, and my focus became better. And I realized where I was and what I was doing. And, and I had a change of heart and a change of mind of what was going on with me. The word of God does that. The word of God does that. So when we find ourselves feeling a certain way, I have control of that. I want to give, empower you right now to know that you have control of that. Get in the presence of God. Get in the presence of God. It's a fight. This is a war of anointed. This is a fight for your life. Some days we're on the hilltop. There are other days we're in the valley. And we're fighting. We're fighting for our lives. We just sing and say, I'm running for my life. I'm running for my life. If anybody asks you, what's the matter with me? Tell them I'm saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled, fire baptized. I've got Jesus on my mind and I'm running for. Remember that song? We, we just sing that yesterday. Just came back. We, we, you know, just driving down the street. Those words, the, those lyrics begin to resonate. The song that we ain't sung or thought about in years. We're running for our lives. A universal declaration has been made by God in Malachi 3. For I am the Lord. I change not. Stop right there. That's it. That's it. Don't want no more of that. I'm the Lord and I change not. I'm not changing for you. I'm God. I'm not changing because they reach celebrity status. No. Mm -mm. I'm not changing because of the politics. Those are polit that they have political agenda. That's why Jesus was crucified. 
the political agenda, even though it's written in the word of God, what they would do. What they should have done, they didn't do. Paul was was held captive. What they could have done, they didn't do because it was a political agenda behind it. The Nazi council got together and and created a whole religion of, of its own. And that's why we have all the one of the largest churches in the world. The Vatican. Pope, archbishops. None of that is in the scripture and the doctrine behind it is not the word of God. Neither is the Trinity. However, those things exist. Why? Because someone got away from the word of God. God is not dealing with the political agenda. He has his own agenda. Let thy will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. How it is in heaven. Everything there is subject to the word of God. We ought to be subject to the word of God. In 2024, let the church hear what the spirit is saying to the to everyone. The church near, the church far. Be more acquainted with the word of God. Exodus 20, one through six, it says, and the Lord spake these words saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shall have no other God before me. We spend 30 minutes on social media, just gliding through different things. Each, you know, But how much time do we spend just sitting down reading the word of God? There's two things that you ought to be reading. You ought to be reading the word of God. You ought to have some personal devotion time when you just sit down. Don't be distracted. Shut the phone off. Turn it down. If it's important, it, they'll leave a message and open your Bible up and then meditate on what you read. Also, your academics for school or work. You should be working and studying, not complaining about how you don't get enough money or get paid. And you but you're not doing anything to fortify and to increase your knowledge. Bible said my people perish for lack of so increase increase I'm the Lord which brought thee out of the land of Egypt out of the house of bondage thou shalt have no other God before me thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image nor any likeness of anything that is in above in heaven above or in the earth beneath so all these idols and different things that people have put up in their buildings and different things on their home on their dashboard of their car and say well oh how i love jesus oh they confessing that they love the lord but yet he's secondary compared to everything else he's secondary when he should be number one now if he's number one there's no room for nothing else because the bible tells us what love the lord with part of our heart huh with all of our heart, everything, the whole embodiment of God's will is in us. It should be. Thou shalt make no graven images or likeness of anything above, in beneath the earth, in the water, anything. Thou shalt not bow thyself down to them. Now you have made, you have carved out something out of a piece of wood. You have made an image. You've molded it all down. And then you're going to set it on top of a, a, a pedestal of some type and then bow down and pray to it. You're a fool. I don't mean that to be offensive, but come on now. Who created who? You created the image, but then you're bowing down praying to the image that you created. The image doesn't have life. The image didn't give life to anything. You created that. You made the mold for it. How does that make sense to anybody? If it does help me understand it. But so far, no one has been able to do it. I've never seen the images move. They, they get dusted because you dusted. If it gets moved from one counter to another counter, it's because you picked it up and moved it. But here it is. God breathed and blew breath in you and you're a living soul and you're able to move and go to and fro and go all over the place. Let's not play with God. Let's not play this thing. Oh, I got a magic crystal, you know, and I hang a crystal in my car, you know, and so it's going to bring me good luck. There's no such thing as good luck. No, there's no such thing. Now, I can talk to you about some demonic things. We're not going to do that today. 
I want you to focus on God and God alone. Thou shalt have no other God before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image or anything of the water. Thou shalt not bow thyself down to them nor serve them. You, you take fruit. Hi, you, you go into you, you go into the nail shop. They got the pot belly thing sitting there with the with a bowl of fruit in front of it, and the fruit starts to rotten. And then they take the fruit, throw it away, and bring some fresh fruit. The fruit was never eaten. It just sat there until it rotted of, of its own natural as it would do. But yet we walk around, people walk around practicing witchcraft in front of you. They will testify and tell you that they are practicing witchcraft and false beliefs and you patronize them. You still do it. Some of us are going to continue to do it. Well, I don't believe what they believe and so therefore it's all right for me to go there. Ask God if it's all right for you to go there. When there are other places that do practice righteousness and believe and have faith in God and have businesses and everything, how come you're not patronizing them? Why are you not patronizing them? Well, let's see. Thou shalt not bow yourself down and then don't serve them. For I am the Lord thy God, so God is jealous. Okay. Listen. We were, we're out of time. We've got other things that we're going to go into. And so I'm going to stop. I'm not finished, but I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop there. But I want you to know that we have the word of God. If you cannot believe the word of God, who are you going to trust? What are you going to trust? How are you going to trust? If you don't trust that God is able to do what we say he's able to do, how are you even going to be caught up? When the, when, when the trump of God is sounds and it's going to sound and the dead in Christ is going to rise. And then we which are alive, whether I'm dead or alive, I'm going to be caught up to receive my reward for living a sanctified life according to the word of God. I laugh at a lot of stuff and I, I'm, I'm, I like pranking and doing all kinds of stuff. As long as it's not stuff that is going to have me in trouble with God. Now, I, I'm very comical and, and silly, especially when it come down to uh, my entire family is they are all comical. But when it comes down to the word of God, that's where the distinction, is. the line is drawn at that point of what we do. Will you believe what God is saying? If I told you that God's going to bless you by, and by walking in obedience and following, because the word of God covers us both naturally and spiritually. It doesn't just cover us where we're just all spiritual and then our, and our natural is, good, is all corrupt. No, it works together. And as we see through the scripture, as we probe the scriptures, we see that those that followed the word of God was also blessed because they followed. They became good stewards. They handled money correctly. They, they, they overcame evil with good, as the Bible said. As the Bible says. And so we should follow what God is saying. And I, I, I've got to stop. And I, I do have much more that, that I could say. But I, I want you to know and understand that the word of God must have preeminence. It must have preeminence. Lord say the same. And he, Terry, will be back and certainly going to want you to remember that that and we're five months away from as we're preparing a, a service unto the Lord to bless him. You know, our our our, our, our Southern Cal Pentecost service in, in May 30th, 31st and uh, June 1st as the Lord is and it's going to be a powerful move of God because we're consecrating and we're seeking God to do those things. We're chasing after God. That's what we're doing. So I want to encourage you to chase after him. How do I chase after him? Get in the word. God bless you. <coughs> we want to go forth this morning to have communion and then after communion, we're going to, um, we have a service to go, not service, but we have a baptism. And so we need to prepare for that as well. Certainly we thank and praise God for this short exhortation. Like I said, I have so much more that I would want to say and I want to expound upon 
soberly because there's so much that is going on in this day and time. There's so much that's being said. People are just spewing things out without, you know, giving any thought to what is being, what they're spewing out. They accept, they expect you to just grab hold to it and run with it. And many people are, but the foundation of everything is the word of God. The foundation of everything is the word of God. You know, we had we had dual recording going on. And so I know those of you that are still listening, God bless you. And at this time, we're going to we're going to have communion. And with that communion, um, I'm going to allow this particular um, song to play while we're um, uh, doing this. And, and so I just want to uh, be prayerful. Be prayerful in, in this moment and understand that God is at work. This is the Chicago Mass Choir and nobody like Jesus.
God bless you. <laughs> we, certainly, <laughs> we certainly thank and praise God for you and for being with us on this last day of December. We thank God for his mercy and kindness. There's so much that we could say. I, I'm, I'm going to preach next. Lord say to Sam, I'm just going to preach and I'm just going to act a fool for Christ on, on next next Sunday. You know, um, we believe in preaching, teaching. I love teaching the word of God and exhorting the word of God because when you have clarity, then when the word of God is preached, you know what's being said. You know, nobody can be, nobody is standing behind the microphone saying, hey, I went to McDonald's and I ordered a cheeseburger and I, I got some fries to go with it. And, and I, I got some, 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 uh, some apple turnovers. And I, and I got uh, uh yeah, and, you know, then I went to Burger King and when I went to Burger King, I, you know, and, and the church don't know nothing that's been said because they're just all caught up in the emotional and, and the hype of the homiletics and different things. But when you have clarity of what God is saying and then when the word is preached, there's difference because then you know what you're saying amen to. Then you know what you're rejoicing about. Then you know what you're running up and down the aisle about. Then you know why why all of a sudden the word of God is coming and, and, and you know, and, and all of a sudden people are starting to, as they lift their hands and as they praising God and, and the Holy Ghost begin to fall upon them. And, and there's a difference. When you know what you're doing, there's a difference. And so with that being said, we have, we're going to move on forward. As I said, we have a baptism and so we're going to go and prepare for that. And um, I solicit your prayers as we're praying for you. God bless you and your perspective places where you are. You know, we want to say uh, Happy New Year to you. Yesterday is like a thousand years away. We'll never step back into yesterday. It's gone down in history now. It's been recorded. And tomorrow is not present, It's not present. But if the Lord, just in your mind, in your imagination, if the Lord tarry, what will you do moving forward? I know here we're gonna hold on to the word of God. Now, I just want to touch this because I said I stopped, I'm not finished, I stopped, but there are people that say what they, what they, they imagine what it's gonna be like when Jesus come, you know, they got pictures of painting of that, uh, of, of Cousin Bimbo, Bip, Bolly Bill, and all that stuff, you know, uh, the, the image of the person of what they think Jesus looked like, which he don't look like any of that, those paintings that you see or anything like that. No. And I believe I, I said the other day that that when you start in the book of Genesis and as you read on, the book is full of, the Bible's full of melon. Did I say that right? <laughs> Full of melon. Melatonin. Melatonin. Thank you. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Melatonin. <laughs> it's filled with it. You're not reading about Anglo-Saxon history. Did you know in the military that that the best place to be in on the battlefield is next to one, next to a person of color because most likely they blood is a match to whatever yours is. Mm-hmm. Listen, all right, we're not gonna go. But anyway, that I started talking about the painting of, of what people portrait of what Jesus gonna look like when he come. And the Bible don't even paint that picture of what he looked like. It gives us an image. I, I know what it says, but my point is this. If you see Jesus come the second time, You've been lost. That's the point. If you are around to see Jesus the second time, you're lost. You've been lost. You suffered. Because the rest of us are coming back with him. We're not looking at him come. We're coming back with him. That's Bible. God bless you. Again, hold on to the word of God. 
If you can't trust the word of God, you can't trust nothing and nobody else. Hold on to the word of God. Continue to pray for me. This is Pastor Carl Henderson again saying Happy New Year, you know, to each of you. And on the a matter of fact, everybody here wants to say Happy New Year uh, to you that are listening on the count of three. One, two, three. Happy New Year. All right. Be blessed.